A warm welcome back to the Big Small Business Show. In studio with us, we've got Sibusiso Malinga. He's the founder and CEO of uh, Indalo Water and Energy, Energy Solutions. And they do rainwater harvesting, water purification, and borehole drilling, including pumps and tanks. And before the break, we were talking about the business and uh, Sibusiso wanting to uh, get some advice from me around how to build a bigger commercial client base. So, Sibusiso, I'm, I'm going to talk about both the residential and, and the commercial. I'm not going to exactly follow the um, your, your brief because I don't quite buy your, your brief. So, I'm going to maybe try and push you in a slightly different direction in terms of how you think about this. The fact that you've got 70% of your marketplace right now in residential and you are you have built a business as they said in seven digit um, uh, business um, in the residential space um, without sales and without marketing being deliberate about that I think is phenomenal it goes to it gives me a lot of confidence first of all in what you said I believe what you said in terms of that you give good service and that your pricing is is uh, commercial and competitive so it it gives me the clues that the, your your product is as fit for market and that, that's the market. So for for me, if you, you, if you, if you when you, we start speaking about the power side and the power energy solutions, right, mm. and solar and with load shedding and you know what's going on, everyone knows what's going on right now. If you've got those relationships and if you've done a great job. The first place I would call back right now, the low-hanging fruit right now, is that residential market. Is the people you've got relationships with you that trust you and trust your service and your after service. So for me, right now, for you to go and focus on commercial, which, which we'll talk about, don't worry, we'll go there, we'll talk about that, for me is a missed opportunity of a low-hanging fruit. ESCOM has given you a big opportunity right now You've got the client base, they know the Indalo brand, they know you, they trust you, go there first. But do it, and you're probably saying in mind I'm doing that. But, but for me, uh, to me it needs to be, I'm going to say more deliberate. And when I say more deliberate, I mean that there has to be a strategy behind it and then a sales strategy behind it. That means somebody has to be calling, outbound calling, to all the client base, bringing down the database, looking for people from... Uh, you, you, seven years ago when you started seven years ago and starting to call hey it's uh, it's in Dalo here uh, we, we did your your borehole seven years ago uh, have you got um, how is it still working yes it is do you want us to come give you a quote on on solar uh, etc and do that very deliberately so I'm going to come back to the, that sales function on the one side on the second side is that the marketing asks you how you get your, your clients and it's word of mouth and that's great for the beginning of a business but you're in a classical situation where you've almost consumed uh, from from a market point of view what the word of mouth will allow mm. okay so you pro I, I'm guessing yeah I haven't seen the numbers but I'm guessing there's a tapering uh, of the numbers and that's because there's this big energy coming up and then it's starting to taper at this point, in fact, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, you, 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 
should have, I hate using the, the words should have, but you should have started a very deliberate marketing campaign where you start with Google Ads, SEO search engine optimization, and start very deliberately targeting people um, in certain areas around um, um, boreholes. And the way that you would target that is around your current client base. Because if you, if you say to me, okay, I'm on, um, I, did your, I did your borehole five years ago, okay, then I know um, that there's water there because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. So everyone in my area should theoretically also have access to the same water. So if you're starting to target and say, we've done boreholes for people in your area, and we would like to come and see, come and see you about that, um, you know, clean, clean water, water solutions for you, and we've done one in so-and-so street just around the corner, it's far more compelling than just having Indala, uh, Indala um, uh, water uh, and energy solutions, you know, call us. You, because you're being specific, you're talking about in their area, in that street. They go, ah, there's a reference point, I can do it, I know it. I can even call Mike or Mary or whoever the case may be to, to speak to them. So the sales side, the marketing side. Uh, because we've got a few minutes left, I want to touch on commercial. If you're going to go commercial, my view, you, I looked at your website. Your website doesn't, isn't aiming too much at commercial. So I would put you on a ledge and I would say to you, if you're going to go commercial, go commercial. It's like a burn the, a burn the ships uh, kind of environment that you, you know, you're going to go that route. Build your website, build a value proposition around that. This, the, the, value, the value of the deals is much higher, but the risk is also much higher okay, in, in that space. And the competition, from my understanding, is also much higher. Because, so for me, I, I personally, strategically, I, if, if, if I were your mentor, I would say, don't aim at commercial. If it comes, it comes. But now milk the residential. You've got, you've got the, the tenure. You've got the database. You've got the client base who trust you. Add sales and build a sales team and add marketing and do a very focused marketing with good messaging to your current client base. And I'd rather build up there. Let's, once that is pro possibly going at, at a good level, then I would not burn my ships. I would then go into a division and go to a commercial division. Why I'm saying that as you're, from a sequencing point of view, do it that way, is because if you go into a commercial division, you're going to have costs that this side might not bear in the current environment. So you want to build up some cash flow and some, some, some fat on this side mm -hmm. so to, to start building your second division. Okay. If you do it too early, you'll suck everything into that, and you'll defocus, and you'll let go of a gift that is right in front of you. You've built it for seven years. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Super so, so that's all, all we've got time for uh, today. I hope... Uh, gave you something to think about. Definitely. That's definitely something to think about, um, Alan. Uh, you know, because as one wants to grow the business, you know, you start looking out at other areas that you haven't tapped into and maybe sometimes overlook what you already have and you're just giving me some insight on to focus on what I already have. 
Well, uh, well, thank you for that. And um, a, a bit later, we'll give some pointers uh, on what we've learned in this interview, uh, in the show. But up next, we will continue our series on building an FMCG brand. In studio with us today, we've got Ryan Sheffluri. He's the founder of Namia Japan, a high caffeine content drink. And he's been talking to us over the last couple of weeks about building your FMCG brand. Today, we are going to be talking about supplier relationships. And uh, this is something often forgotten. Uh, it's something that uh, many entrepreneurs uh, fail to do well and they pay the price later. I think anyone that's run a small business or has been involved in a big business um, has, has gone through pains with their suppliers. Whether it's uh, things like pens and shirts and business cards or whether it's the raw ingredients that go into a product. We've spoken about the business being like your child. That then would mean that the suppliers are like the relatives. And those are the relatives that actually influence the child's life. So it's your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles, those people that are so, so important. If you do not have good relationships with your suppliers, in those times when there are issues, you won't be able to get delivery. A good relationship with a supplier is almost worth more than finding a raw product or an ingredient at a cheaper price. Because when the cards are down, when things are hard, those are the people that are going to come through for you. Just quickly, also the, the whole idea of, uh, you know, putting you, you know, if they've got big clients and then you're the little guy and uh, they, you know, keep bumping you along so that you don't get supply. So if you don't have that relationship. <laughs> so the, the challenge is, is that if you are the small guy, um, you will get bumped, you will get moved unless they are invested emotionally in your product and in supplying to you. So I don't talk about financial investment, but their emotional investment, their engagement with you and your engagement with them is what's going to set you apart and put you priority no matter what's happening. It's about them squeezing in the extra half an hour in a day to run your product, as opposed to putting you as part of a grand schedule. Right, that's all we have time for today. Um, so build relationships with your suppliers, not just with your customers. We'll be straight back. We'll be straight back. We'll be right back straight after this.